Welcome to Deciphering Spain, the podcast where I, Jessica Vicarlasa, organizer-in-chief of Decipher Linguistic Services in Malaga, a relocation and admin service for expats, introduce you to the wonderful people I've met in Spain since I moved here first in 2008. A notoriously bureaucratic country, but with an exceptional quality of life once you get it right, the aim of Decipher is to ensure my clients and anyone who passes through my social media love Spain as much as I love Spain. So join us as we discuss the weird, the wonderful, the frustrating and the downright fabulous life that living in Spain can afford you. Good morning. Good morning. We're sitting up in this beautiful, beautiful apartment looking out over the sea. We can see cruise ships in the distance and lovely views. I'm with Lena Grubler. Hi. And I met Lena at a business networking group that we were both a part of, which was kind of aimed at expats. And it was actually a great place to meet people and yeah, just get kind of contact for anyone who was coming to Malaga. So Lena, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, I am from Germany. I've been in Spain almost going to be three years now. And wow. uh, moved around a lot in my life. So don't know how much of a rundown you want, but um, I was born in India, grew up in Pakistan and Malaysia, then I lived in Australia and California for a while. Um, did also live in Germany for a fair bit of my life, but also London for a bit. And uh, yeah, I came to Spain basically because I wanted a change of scenery and because I knew people who were living here and little did I know I would fall in love and stay for this long. So, so that brings me, I suppose, to my <laughs> next question, which is when you were kind of researching making the move, because you are German, so you are organized. Um, you know, when you were researching making the move, what did you expect from a move to Spain? So to be honest, I'm probably not as organized as most Germans, especially in regards to moving to places. I always think I, I do like Germany, don't get me wrong, but I don't think of it as the right place for me to live in my youth, I'm going to call it, because mm -hmm. I'm still beginning of my 30s, I'm yeah. going to call that my youth. Absolutely. So, um, I think Germany is going to be a good place maybe to retire one day or to go back when I want to have kids and family and you know, be close to family. But till then, um, I think the world just has so many great places to offer. So um, in my head, it's more like, you know, just go somewhere, test the waters. If you like it, stay. If you don't like it, kind of keep moving. Spain. I did move here. I'd only been to Spain once. Well, Mallorca, which I guess is more German than Spanish. <laughs> I think so. Put that out there. But uh, I did spend a weekend with my sister in Barcelona. So not much Spanish experience and like no, no, actually not much research um, in contrast to what you might think. So basically just picked up my stuff and came and I figured it was actually after I traveled Australia for a couple months and Australia I just realized it's too far away and the yeah. time difference and yeah yeah and so I've actually met a couple of Australians and Portuguese people in Australia who said oh you know a lot of the coastline reminds me of the Portuguese coast or the southern Spanish coast and mm. like, interesting okay so I think I just basically did a, a image search and I searched the weather because the weather is as I mentioned the German weather is one of the yeah. main reasons I don't want to be there yeah so yeah it sounded like Costa del Sol sounds like a dream is a dream I mean I love yeah. meat so here I am and so when you got here because you've been here now three years yeah. when you got here was there anything that really took you back anything that you thought well I did not expect that uh to be honest it's the first country that doesn't speak English that I moved to <laughs> yeah. or German for that matter um so 
I thought learning a language would be easier for me. That's a common one. I think a lot of people really thought that learning the language would be easier. What do you think really has held you back from learning the language? Uh, The amount of expats here. Yeah. (laughs) That is the thing. I mean, I had a conversation recently with a girl and she said, well, I want to learn the language. And I said, that's great. Then you need to go somewhere where there's nobody speaking English to you. Because Malaga is beautiful and it's wonderful, but it's not a place to say, I'm going to go and learn the language. Another thing is Malaga is so well connected or, I mean, it's picking up again, but obviously during COVID it wasn't, but um, it's so easy for me to just, this is really bad for the environment, but really easy for me to just hop on a flight and then, you know, visit my friends in London, in Berlin, wherever I want to go. It's like, it feels like it's three hours wherever you want to go within Europe, which I think is like, you know, what I said about Australia is so far away. We're still in the same time zone, you know, it's really easy to just hop on a flight and then just go and see people. So my first year, I was actually still working in Germany, so it was a lot of back and forth. And um, But obviously, once I felt like, okay, I just need to practice more Spanish, I was back in Germany for a week or yeah. two, and then it kind of rips you out. So, yeah, um, yeah I agree that I think if you want to really learn the language, you need to go somewhere much more rural than Malaga is. I would yeah I would agree and that's how I learned the language when people yeah. say to me how did you learn the language I was in a town of 29,000 people in rural Castilla Mancha and there was no other option you know that's I feel like sometimes I feel like that's what I need to say that it, I mean <laughs> so how did you set obviously you image searched the Costa del Sol and the Costa del Sol is vast um how did you settle on Malaga city initially mm-hmm. so I actually came with my ex-boyfriend here who got a job because Malaga um has like I think three big companies um, one of them offered him a job and we just decided to come and there wasn't really much question around it and I think also because the rest of the coast is I guess you have Marbella but I don't consider that a real city whereas mm. Malaga still has that city vibe and I think that's one thing that made me fall in love with it quite quickly is that even though I mean even in this apartment it's like I have the mountains I have the sea yeah. but it's still you can still see the city like there's still so much city to it which mm-hmm. I really like that mixture of kind of the countryside but also being so um almost urban and because yeah. of all the graffiti and stuff it reminds me of Berlin and then there's like little cafes if you know the spots it kind of reminds me of London so um I think Malaga has that great mixture of it's still being local, but you know you don't feel alone or lost because there are a lot of like expats and things that kind of connect you to Europe, I guess. Yeah, um, but you have just bought a, an apartment, or you're in the process yes, of. We won't process. we won't jinx it, but you're in the Fingers process, crossed, and you're yeah. you're fairly <laughs> far down the yeah. fairly far down the process. And you didn't buy it in Malaga City, yes. so what what made you? What was it that made you make the change? So the idea of buying, I mean, I've always had the idea of buying just because, I mean, I love interior design, I love architecture, properties, all that kind of stuff. Um, And in Germany, it's basically, it's insanely expensive to buy any kind of property. Yeah, like in Ireland, which again, one of the reasons why I came here. Yeah, Mm. Northern Europe in general is just very expensive and even finding a space and then, you know, just comparing the prices to the south of Spain. Um, it is my first property, so I wanted to start as small as possible. Um, and Malaga City, the prices are rising. I'm sure I could have found something in the city center that's you know really small or really is a fixer upper, which there's a lot of those out there. Um, I did decide on on going a little bit. So the apartment I'm in is between Malaga and Marbella, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically has a hiking trail at the back. It's five minutes to the beach, and I have to say. I really love the connection that I found to nature. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, you can still hop in the car and 
your 20 minutes to Malaga or Marbella, yeah. whatever city you I think it's a brilliant like location. Yeah, and it's just, it's so much cheaper, in the, like, because it's, because it's literally mm. in the middle of nowhere. So. And how did you find, or how are you finding the buying process for anyone who's thinking of buying? Mm. Um, are you glad that you waited the three years to do it? Yeah, I think definitely I'm glad I waited because it helped me understand, also learning Spanish um, helped me understand the culture much better, and it is a completely different and I think that's another thing that I love so much, which I lacked finding in like places like Australia or, or America. There's just not that much history and culture, mm. and Spain has a ton of that. Yeah. And one thing I still find, I mean, I'm used to it now, but like when people visit me, they're like, oh, shops are like the city's dead in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, siesta. Yeah. But I remember it, I was like, this is insane. Like it just didn't, it took yeah. so long to get into my head. And so those kinds of things, I think it's similar when you, when you're in the process of when you're buying a place, it just takes quite long. And I obviously it's, I mean, it's September now. So um, during August, it just took forever to get information. Yeah, August. And, so, and I've, I had to kind of speak to clients in August and say, this, this is going to take time. August is a bad time to arrive. It's a bad time to start a process. And then in September, everyone's trying to catch up. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost October by the time things yeah. get normal again. Exactly. But anyway, the, exactly. you were telling us about the buying so process. Patience, I think is one of the things you need to, and understanding for the culture that it is a different culture and that things just work differently here. So I think just being open to adapting to that process. And also, I mean, I have a lawyer who I'm doing the whole transaction with, with. I'm not sure if you need one, but I definitely wanted one just to be sure because he speaks German and he can like, yeah. you know. I didn't use a lawyer, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to to have one. I think as, yeah. as many resources as you need and want. It does make me feel safer. I, think. Yeah. I mean, buying in general is like kind of a scary thing yeah. as much as I'm like excited about it. But just having someone on my side who like knows, you know, the ins and outs and also the, you know, can guarantee me that the contracts are fine and everything. So yeah. I'm like, okay. And he speaks German, so I think that's, you know, that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a little so bonus. He, know, he knows what I'm going through. I think, you know, similarly to like your clients coming to you, they have the same mindset as you. And he's like, okay, you're German, you're going to need all of yeah. this information you're needed all to be organized. Yeah. So he knows what I'm expecting and he can like make it a bit more understandable for yeah. me as well, even exactly. though I've been living here for a while. So yeah, I think patience and adapting to the local processes and also just hoping that it's going to work out. I mean, it always <laughs> works out in the end. It exactly. always, it always works out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you work from home for a German company, yes. but you were previously self-employed. Yes. How did you find the self-employment yeah. situation in Spain? Because a lot of people say to me, I think I might go down and I might just, you know, set up business. Yeah, I'm amazing, I have to say. I mean, I set it up initially because I wanted to stay and work more from Spain. Um, and after that kind of honeymoon phase of, you know, coming to Spain and being overwhelmed by all the beauty and the heat and the sunshine, mm. um, there was there was a point where I had to, like, where I wanted to make a decision for myself, okay, do I want to stay here and, like, set up myself and be able to earn money here? And that's where I also tapped, because before COVID, it wasn't, I don't think it was as easy as it is now to find companies that say, you know, work from wherever. No. Because we all work from home I now. think that's, we were just saying that that's one of the silver linings. Yeah, yeah exactly. So before that, it wasn't as easy and I didn't want to do, like, translator jobs I really wanted to do something like that I've been dreaming about for a while so interior design was kind of the, the route to try out and because the cost of living here is so low I knew that okay if it doesn't work out I still have some savings but honestly setting up the whole thing um, as autonomous or self-employed um, I got an accountant because I was like yeah I'm not gonna 
understand any of yeah, these I think, And I think one of the things people say to me, you know, I assume I do my accounts at the end of the year. No, you do them every three months and you need somebody to do it. It's not as simple as yeah. just saying, I'm going to be self-employed. Yeah. You do need to pay a person. Yeah. And I think that's something where in Germany, I would have said, oh, I'm going to get through it myself. And then it would have just killed me. And I, like, it would have totally taken the motivation and the fun out of being self-employed. Whereas here, I was like, yeah, don't understand it. I have to outsource it anyway. So here we go. And it's cheaper here anyway. so always having like that comparison in mind and um i think i was in the lucky situation where i had german clients as well as like expat clients here Mm. in spain so i think depending on how you set yourself up um it's it's super easy and the the fees for being self-employed here are much lower health insurance is much less especially the first couple years so basically that was a no-brainer and i'm really glad that i did it and i had that experience so as I mentioned at the beginning, we, we met at an um, expats networking group, which was basically for expat business owners. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was in it for a year. I really enjoyed it for, for that year. I think it's a great place to, you know, get your connections, your initial connections and, and, you know, connections who have connections, who have connections. And, you know, you kind <laughs> yeah. of get a little bit more into the um, expat business community, I suppose. Um, is that something that you would recommend to somebody or would you say well do you know what maybe just go to language exchanges or you know for Mm. when you arrive for connections how would you recommend that anybody go about it I think it's definitely good for anyone who doesn't have a lot of connections to the place they're moving so I think that's definitely good and I think for me it was a big change kind of working self-employed on my own from home and before I'd always worked in you know businesses companies with like teams of at least I don't know five to 150 people Mm. um so i think for me the main thing was just having kind of sparing partners to you know have chats with and figure out what they're doing how they're doing it um i think it was more of that kind of social aspect that i don't feel so alone and i can just kind of find people to connect with so that was that was great for me i'm not sure i guess also on the business side um once i knew kind of what i was doing was also helpful so i would definitely recommend anyone who's you know trying to connect and move down somewhere even just to get a feel for what other people are doing in that yeah. place even if it's just finding out that that's not what you want to do yeah <laughs> and i think also i mean yeah i met some great friends there. yeah i mean i think we can we can all say that we met some great people through through it i think covid kind of came and hit and then obviously took away from the in-person yeah. experiences yeah. but i i mean i would always say to anyone who's thinking about yeah. working from home or whatever that you know they're they're a good idea Definitely. um Okay, so COVID hit, we're all working from home. You have all these beautiful views. When you wake up in the morning or you wake up on a Monday morning, what's the part of your week that you look forward to the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think with the weather just always being so good, I just look forward to the outdoor activities that I could do all year round, Mm. literally any time of the day, any time of the week. So I don't actually have, and I'm not one of those, I actually quite like Monday, even though I, work um so i don't think i have that like obviously weekends are always great because you have more time and you can do like i love doing excursions and stuff and little hikes and um all that kind of stuff but i think the best part about living here is that i mean i don't have air conditioning i don't have heating do you not have air conditioning no i kind of have but it's a rental and my landlord was like you have to install it yourself um no that's not gonna happen and it's a north-facing apartment so in summer it's cool enough in yeah. winter it gets a little bit chilly but i guess that's we, just learn to live with it yeah you learn to live with it hot water bottles mm. um and i think i prefer being a bit cold in winter sometimes too cold um i never over, put the heat on in my house yeah because the heating the air that you get when you heat especially in Germany, is just like completely dry, dry yeah. everything inside me 
So um, I think just having that kind of 24-7 all-year-round temperature that just feels like it's the same as outside. Indoors is the same as outside, and you can just do whatever you want whenever you want regardless I don't have to think about taking a jacket like do I need a jacket like I, I love not having to think about that it's like either in winter you know it's in the evening I need a jacket or you know it's during the day probably gonna take my shoes off and sit on the beach so I think that's the it just makes life easier living in these kind of climates. Agreed so with that in mind which do you prefer winter or summer in Malaga? Mm, actually the question I get asked most is if I miss seasons and I think I really like the seasons here. So I that's some kind of a misconception. People say there's no seasons. There are seasons, but they're at different. a different time. Exactly. I mean, the leaves will start falling and turning brown probably in November yeah. rather than in September. It's just, I had yeah. this conversation the other day with, uh, I think with my mother. She said, when do the leaves fall? And well, when it starts to get cooler and that it's just different seasons. Yeah. But I think if I have to pin it down, I think actually this time of year, so like late summer, early autumn I guess yeah because it's not super hot anymore so you don't have to be afraid of those days where you cannot do anything but mm. lie by the pool or in the pool um yeah it's you know because the thing I don't like I, I like autumn in general but in like northern Europe it, autumn is always has this oh it's gonna get really cold soon yeah and it's, here this, it's just like no nah, it'll be a little bit cold fine. yeah, yeah it's be, I, I can take out my jumper soon That's you don't have that feeling of, of dread yeah it's more of an excitement for a change of like being able to get out jumpers and jackets and actual shoes so yeah, yeah. I would okay so I mean I'm definitely a winter I prefer the winter because I love to sit out on a terrace with a glass of red wine sunglasses boots yeah and watch people going by I, I just yeah, love that I love um it. and like you said in the summer it can just get very very hot and a little bit overwhelmingly yeah. hot yeah that's true okay so you mentioned earlier this siesta so you're now working for remotely for a company. So I assume you can't say, sorry, lads, I'm off for a nap. I can actually. Can you? Oh, I well, ideal. <laughs> Are you I mean, a lover of the siesta? Do you respect the siesta? I mean, I'm a, I'm a lover of naps in general. So, and I'm a lover of um, just, I mean, one reason, again, I don't like Northern Europe is that it's so strict by, you know, all these like working rules and it's nine to five and like, you know, you have to build your career and you have to buy a house and yada, 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 yada. I don't know. It's, I think everyone has their own timeline and everyone's lives should, you know, be led by their own timeline. So equally, I think every day, you know, I'd say in summer, I do take siestas more often just because it gets really hot. Yeah, it's really, really hot. Really nice. But a siesta doesn't necessarily mean that you lie down and sleep for two hours. Usually no. doesn't mean that. <laughs> so um, uh, I do like it now that I've gotten used to it. I think it did take me a while, and for a long time, where I just you know, wanted to run an errand, and I was like, oh, I have a time slot like from two to three. Yeah, but you can't. That, you can't. You no. cannot do anything. Now that I'm used to it, mm. and now that it's like kind of incorporated into my day, and with my current job, I also have a lot of flexibility whenever I want to set my own appointments or like whenever I want to work. Um, I yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm definitely a siesta siesta lover. It is, yeah, it, it, and it just gives you that bit of flexibility in your day. And... Also, I do like going into the city in the afternoon because there's no one there. I mean, yeah. Spanish cities in the mornings it's packed. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like it's traffic jams in the walkways. So I do quite like going. You know, if you know the places that are open during siesta, that's a nice but nice time to go and like take a book, sit in a cafe, and just definitely see no one. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, taking a book, sitting in a cafe, 
or say going into a, a bar and having a beer or a glass of wine or whatever. Um, Spain has this reputation for having quite mucky bars, mm. you know, old men at the at the bar at 11 a.m. or 12 midday <laughs> having a beer and throwing their napkins on the ground. Do you find that kind of a place intimidating or would you would you go in out of curiosity or um, are you more inclined towards the cleaner, sleeker, more modern? Um, I think that's part of what I meant with Spain has its culture and history. And that's what I missed in like other countries where everything is so clean and chic and perfect. That's mm. why I, I like that about Spain, that it still has its like ruggedness. And I mean, I think Malaga, you can find everything. There's obviously there's places where you're only going to have that bar. That's like, yeah. it looks a little bit run down and there's like plastic chairs. It's, sometimes it feels like a time capsule and you walk into this place and it's like in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. I personally, I love that because yeah. it's just so diverse. Mm. And then, I mean, paying like, what, 130 for a coffee? And yeah. Uh, two euros for your sandwich with everything. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? So... Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree, definitely. But I do know that it can be, especially if you don't speak the language, it can be a little bit intimidating to go in and it's, you know, full of people yeah. screaming at each other and you're not supposed to smoke in the bar, but somebody is because he's yeah. been doing that since the 70s and no one's going to tell him he can't do it now. So I do get that it can be intimidating. It can be intimidating, but I've never had a bad experience. Like, I've always been trying to speak Spanish. I've always been, like, welcomed. Um, and... I think the, the biggest thing that sometimes, I think now I've got used to it as well, is it gets very loud. Yes. I think that's my main where I'm like, if you want to just have, and especially when I go back to Germany and, and then I come back to Spain and in Germany, everyone's like really quiet. And if a baby comes into a restaurant, everyone's like, oh, yeah. not a baby. And here it's like, I mean, you go out at like 10 p.m. and there's kids everywhere. Yeah. I like that. Like yeah. your life doesn't end when you have kids here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're almost reborn with a child. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so going out to 10 p.m., which is very traditional, yeah. traditionally Spanish, so it's definitely at the weekends, but really any day. Do you prefer to go for late dinner that could maybe go on until three, four, five in the morning mm-hmm. or a long lunch? I rarely do the late dinners. But yeah. I think just generally I'm not a dinner food. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, you know I'm a bit weird about food. But, <laughs> I mean, I eat cold baked beans out of the can, but... Um, she, Lena's, <laughs> Lena's not picky about what she eats. Let's just say that. Well, a- having said that, I do love a good brunch plate that you can get at some of the places for like, what, I don't know, like a third of the money you would spend in Germany yeah. or in London. So um, I do like good food, but I'm not necessarily like that. It's more of a means to an end for me, yeah. unless it's like really good food. So, which you can get amazing good so I'd, I'd rather go to like a good place you know sit there all day with friends you know mm. a little bit of uh, tinto de verano is like a no-brainer all day long tapas all day long um definitely during the day yeah and then i'm definitely a daytime person i find it really difficult not difficult i find it annoying to have to wait <laughs> I don't have the patience to wait oh. until 10 p.m. <laughs> I remember every time I hit the restaurants at like 7 p.m., I'd be like, can I see the menu? They'd be like, um, in one and a half hours, you can. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I used to work um, for a finance company here and one of the directors would often say to me, she's an um, English lady, and she used to say to me, can you book a table for us for 7 p.m., eight people? I was like, absolutely not. That's <laughs> Yeah. nowhere's open <laughs> or nowhere that you want to go yeah, is open exactly. like you always get like a bit of cheese and stuff but it's, just but it's just not great. so yeah. well, what are we gonna do I mean, we'll just you'll just have to go for drinks and then i'll book the table for eight or eight thirty, whatever the earliest slot is but yeah, yeah that is normal yeah. that 
kitchens don't tend to open until 8, 8.30 for lunch. Okay, so Lena, three years ago, who was packing up everything because you actually did bring so much furniture and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, what advice would you give Lena about to embark on her Spanish adventure? Mm. Take some Spanish lessons ahead of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least the basics. Um, other, oh, sorry. Don't worry. Um, what else? Enjoy it more, like worry less, I guess. It'll, things will fall into place. And um, yeah, I think enjoy it more. Like try more things. Try more things sooner because okay. I stuck with Tinto de Verano for so long. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, no, I like it. It's good. I'm not going to risk anything. But yeah. And don't be don't be afraid of actually like trying to talk to people because even if I just you know with my like half Spanish English whatever you get by and absolutely yeah so, people do love it you're right yeah. well thank you for chatting to me I always love to hear people's experiences and you know that it's worked out because the whole point of this is yeah. that it's a resource to show people that no matter you know whatever walk of life you're from whatever your background is you can come to Spain and it'll work out and do you know what the worst that can happen is just turn around and go home or go somewhere else else. exactly it's always worth trying you're very welcome thank you if you think that spain holds the key to a better life for you and you are sick to death of conflicting information on facebook groups first of all join the club Feel free to contact me to book a call at www.decipherlinguisticservices.com. I don't mince my words, I'll tell you what is what, and if I don't think Spain is for you, you will be the first to know.